Calling all detectives. A man in a turtleneck sweater, an heiress with a broken leg, and a blackjack. Those are the exhibits on this page from my casebook. The casebook of Jerry Browning, private detective. A certain amount of the work I, Jerry Browning, private detective, get is acting as a bodyguard. As a rule, it pays well and is easy, but not always. The man in the turtleneck sweater leaned over the table. I say the little lady give me the eye, and I say I'm going to dance with her, see? I glanced at Daphne Springer, who was sitting alongside of me at the tiny table. Her hands were primly folded in her lap, and her eyes were demurely lowered. That meant she had given this mug the eye. Look, pal, the little lady can't dance with you. She's got a broken leg. Oh, a wise guy. For two cents, I... I make it a firm rule of life never to wait and find out what a man would do for two cents. I do it first. I knocked the mug into the laps of the people at the next table. He let out a bellow of rage and came charging back at me. Across the room, three other turtleneck lads leaned up to join me. Under the circumstances, I took out my blackjack and... At a definite point in these free-for-alls, somebody always puts out the light. I laid about in the blackjack up to that point and reached out, picked up Daphne, slung her over my shoulder and started cutting a path to the door. Well, Daffy, I hope you're satisfied. Daphne wasn't satisfied. She considered it unsporting to use a blackjack against only four opponents and a couple of bouncers, who, in a manner of speaking, were really neutral. I listened to her patiently, then, Daffy, if you didn't actually have a broken leg, I'd break it, and I may break the other one. Now shut up, you're going home. For answer, Daffy suddenly reached over, turned the ignition key, cut the motor, and tossed the key out the window. I didn't have a chance to comment on that, because just then a car overhauled and cut in front of us. In it were my late opponents, the Turtleneck Boys. Hired as a bodyguard for an heiress with a broken leg, I found myself in a stalled car and facing a gang of toughs. I took out my revolver, walked up to the other car, shoved the revolver muzzle against the nose of the mug who'd started all the trouble at the Pink Poodle Roadhouse. I think I'll blow your brains out. What's more, I'm a detective and can get away with it. The mug looked as though he'd faint. Please, we was only kidding. I'll bet. Okay, all of you out of that car and start walking. What are you going to do? I'm taking your car. You can pick it up in the morning at the police garage. I went back to my car, picked up Daffy, flung her in the back seat of the car I'd commandeered, and drove her home. She didn't open her mouth once. Here's your fun-loving daughter, Mr. Springer. What she needs is not a detective, but the National Guard. Springer watched as his daughter was carried upstairs by a couple of servants. Come into the library, Browning. Browning, shall I tell you what's wrong with Daffy? I know what's wrong. She's crazy trying to ski down a mountainside on one foot and... Well, she may be a little crazy, but that's not the main trouble. She's in love with you. I sat down. This is just a plot to have me bodyguard her free. I'm through. I quit. I resign as of yesterday. (laughs) 
The next morning, I took the commandeered car over to the police garage, explained how I'd come into possession of it. The sergeant kept nodding, writing down my answers until... Hey, is something wrong? The sergeant put down his pen. The guy who owns that car, Nick Whalen, was shot to death last night. You better stick around a while, Browning. Okay, but Daphne Springer will tell you that I took a ride home. The sergeant put in a call to the Springer home and talked for a while in a low voice. Then... Browning, you're under arrest. So, there I was, a nice, comfortable cell. I lay down, had a good, long nap. A while later, the guard came by and woke me up. Hey, Browning, there's a classy blonde babe outside in a wheelchair wants to see you. I raised my head. Tell her for me to go break her neck. I don't want to see her. The guard prodded me. Come on, you gotta get up. She cleared you. Daffy was dressed all in black, as though already in mourning for me. When I started to bawl her out, she dabbed delicately at her eyes with a tiny handkerchief. Finally, the sergeant couldn't stand it any longer. Drowning anybody who talks that rough to a poor little girl must be a killer. I got a mind to lock you up again. Uh, it would probably be the safest thing that could happen to me. Oh, well, come on, Daffy, I'll wheel you outside to your car. Springer was waiting for us in the car. I uh, heard about what Daffy told that policeman. Made her come down here and retract. I hope you're not in trouble. Nothing I can't handle if she'll just stay out of my life. That evening, I took a cab out to the roadhouse where all the trouble had started. At the door, I halted and ducked back out of sight. Daffy Springer was in there, sitting at a table with three of the turtleneck boys. As I watched, she got up, walked to the dance floor with one of the men, and danced. Broken leg, huh? I retreated to the parking lot, hung around, and waited. After a while, Daffy and a dancing partner strolled out, walked over to one of the cars, and got in. Ah, Daffy, what do you want to worry about Nick for? He had it coming to him. Hey, give a little kiss, eh? Daffy made it plain she wasn't handing out kisses just yet. When a classy babe like you, I could go places. Hey, you were smart to shake off that dumb shamus. Now, me, I'm strictly from the big time. And I'll let you in on something. Nick had a jukebox route in this territory. But did he develop it? Did he put in slot machines? Meh. So, naturally, somebody smart has to take it over. Like me. I got up from my hiding place and... laid my blackjack alongside his skull. Then, slide over, Daffy. We're taking this big-time operator into the police. Well, that cleared up the murder. At the cost of Daffy's broken leg racket. She admitted it had healed two weeks ago. She just liked having me lug her around. She claimed she knew I'd follow her to the roadhouse and just got mad when I pointed out the risk she'd taken. The upshot was she fired me as her bodyguard. Which means that when I take her out these days, it costs me money. Like I said, bodyguard work is fine. 
Provided you got nothing tougher than a killer to worry about. Listen next time to Calling All Detectives, mystery drama, mystery quiz, and a chance for you to match wits with yours truly, Jerry Browning, Private Detective. 